Welcome back. You are listening to That One Sports Podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Mitch Wilson. He is Chris Hale. Remember, like, follow us on Instagram and Facebook, and also follow us on anywhere you can get your podcast on any platform. Man, I'm excited. My brother from another mother, Chris, what do we got today, my guy? Oh, babe, we back on that proverbial tandem bike, baby. Just me and you today talking about NFL and the new rule changes. We're going to also talk about the NBA playoffs as Game 7 is currently being played as we are doing this podcast tonight. So you know we're going to talk about that a little bit. We're also going to talk about Omelo, the original Mello, Carmelo Anthony. Since he has recently announced his retirement, we're going to discuss whether or not we think he is a Hall of Famer. And lastly, we got a kind of a, a lighthearted topic for the fans tonight that we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about athletic achievements and what we think men lie about the most with their athletic <laughs> achievements. <laughs> so Mitch, NFL rule change, special teams wise, what do you think about that? Man, I tell you what, man, I'm not a fan. I am not a fan at all. I know they're trying to make the game as safe as possible, but you're taking, you're beginning to take an element out of the game that possibly, that could possibly be the most exciting play in a game. When you have electric, fast returners like a Kadarius Tony, like, you know, back in the day, a Devin Hester, like a Dante Hall, that kickoff has the opportunity to be something electric. And with them having the new rule change of, you know, as long as you throw up the, you know, the hands for a fair catch, you get at the 25, as long as you're inside the 25, in my opinion, that is so dumb because you're essentially taking away an important part of the game. And, like, let's just be real honest. Like, football is a dangerous sport. We all know that. The guys who play that, Sport know that, and that's why they are compensated millions upon millions of dollars to do so. So, you know, I actually love what Andy Reese said regarding this. You know, I'm not going to get it verbatim, but he essentially said, hey, let's kind of like, you know, kind of slow down because we don't want to be playing flag football. And I would 100% agree with that. Like I said, I'm not a fan. I will say another uh, rule change that I thought was interesting, um, they're going to be bringing the number zero back. So, so guys, like, I think that's like the dumbest thing in the world. Who wants to wear a zero? If you do like something that, you know, Dion said, why would you want to wear a zero? Because if you have a zero, that means you're a loser. So not a fan of that. So I will say special teams wise, not a fan of the kickoff rule. And with the number zero, not a fan of that as well. I'm with you, man. So let's talk about number zero first. Anyone that's ever played Madden, that's a default character. That's the first number that pops up. It's like, why do you want to look like a default character in Madden? Right. That makes that makes zero sense to me. Just absolute zero sense. So I, I I'm gonna sound get off my lawn here, and that's okay. And and I reference that <laughs> saying a lot here on that one sports podcast. Yeah. But being honest, I'm not a fan of even how they change the numbers where they let linemen wear number eight and they wear let corners wear number two. I hate that. I liked when positions had to have certain numbers 
it just made it easier to look at, right? I mean, does it really change? Agree. The, yeah. Does it really change the viewing um, quality? No, but it just bothers me from what I've been accustomed to seeing. And so, and is and isn't it really weird seeing the big old defensive line with the single digit? It just don't look right, bro. It I'm just don't you, look right. It looks like the artificial <laughs> intelligence that they put in as extras in Madden that are on right. the sideline. You know, the big guy that just like kind of claps. <laughs> right. They're like, this is a joke, man. This is just an absolute joke. So uh, definitely not a fan of number zero. When it comes to rule change, this is what I don't think they're thinking through. Anytime that you make a change to something, you might have to sacrifice something else, right? It's almost like medicine. When you take medicine to cure one ailment, there's oftentimes a, an adverse effect, right? Where something else could happen, a side effect to what you're taking. Yes, this pill may alleviate your headache, but it may also cause this or cause that. I know they're trying to make the game safe, but in the name of safety, and that is my career, just so you guys know. So this is coming from a safety professional. You are going in the namesake of safety. You're going to ruin the beautiful game that we love. And you're also going to make it where it's impossible to really evaluate players. Special teams is where I'm not going to sit here and say a lot of players have made it in the NFL, but I'm going to use one in particular. Go watch the 30 for 30 or the football life of Terrell Davis. He made a play on special teams that led him to make camp. Shannon Sharp said the same thing. Yep, Terrell, I was just about to bring that up. Yep. Terrell Davis goes down, makes a huge hit, gets an opportunity, and then becomes one of the best running backs of his era, all because of special teams. If you take the kickoff away, which is really the only part of special teams that requires a lot of athleticism. I mean, you think about it, field goals, just two guys running into each other, kicker kicking it. Punt, it's all due up to how high they kick it. Kickoff is I've got to be fast, I've got to be agile, I've got to dip and dodge and then go hit somebody. There's a lot of athleticism to kickoff, and a lot of people make their NFL debut through special teams. And I don't think the NFL is thinking about that. You might be affecting somebody's career by thinking we're just going to make the game safer. And I firmly believe the safest way to make kickoff is just put people closer. Do what the XFL did. They, the XFL, and I think it was the XFL or it was either the USFL, they had a really cool experiment where kickoffs were now only five, part, five feet from each other or five yards. So they kicked it and now they don't they can't build up that speed to run into each other. It's still the same yeah. beautiful game. They're still receiving it. They still got a chance to have a long term or a long kickoff return, but it's keeping them safer. I think what they're doing here is crazy. Everyone's gonna fair catch it. Why even kick it off? You're making guys run 80 yards for nothing. Just if if that's your goal, just put them on the 25 yard line like they do in, in flag football. Oh, yeah, 100% agreed. Yeah, I think it's dumb. Man, you have too many dynamic returners in the league that have the opportunity to really change the game. Because, like, let's just be honest, man. If you get a special teams touchdown, especially on a kickoff return, that swing, depending what the score 
what the score is in the game. But if that game is, you know, a 7-10 point game, even a 14 point game, and you get a kickoff return for a touchdown, that completely changes the whole dynamic of that game. You oh, know? yeah. So, I mean, I, I think it's just, it's sad. Hopefully this rule is only um, instituted for a year. We'll see what happens. But, um, yeah, I'm not, as you can tell on that one sports podcast, we are not the biggest fans for sure. All right, man, we're going to switch gears a little bit. My brother, Chris, we have the Celtics and Heat playing right now. I believe the Heat are up like 17 or 16 right now. Uh, I think they're in the second half of that game. With the there's, Denver- only, there's only 10 minutes left. Oh, wow. So 10 minutes left. Heat are up by, looks like, you know, 16, 18 points. Um, unless Boston can make another, you know, run. With also, you have the Denver Nuggets just waiting in the wings for whoever the winner of the Celtics Heat game is. So, Christopher, thoughts on the playoffs regarding the Miami Heat and then also what, what the Denver Nuggets did to the Lakers? First off, if Miami wins tonight, Everyone needs to give that team, the team, a round of applause. To squander a 3-0 lead, to let a team go back to 3-3, and then you come back and win game seven, that has some fortitude, my man. Like, that is impressive from a mental aspect for any athlete. Because they could have just folded it in. You're back in Boston. It's game seven. We've let this lead go away. We're tired. We're an eight seed. But no, they did not do that. If they win this game, which it looks like they're going to, if they win this game, the mental toughness of the Miami Heat should be applauded. Now, the Nuggets are going to squash any one of those teams that win anyways. So I'm, I'm not trying to uh, to tee this up and then squash it down. <laughs> you know, prop it up like it's going to be this great story and then just go take its legs out from underneath it. I don't see any one of these Eastern teams really giving Denver any run for their money, and this is why. And this will be the interesting breakdown for you and me. Who guards Nikola Jokic from either one of these teams? So let's say the Heat go ahead and close it. Let's just assume that this 17-point lead stays and they win. Right, okay, yeah. If they win, who guards Bam Adebayo? So if the Lakers, who, even though they were older, their length and athleticism was really the best shot to stop Denver. Because now outside of Bam and Jimmy Butler, who do you got? Like, yeah, Butler may go guard Jamal Murray, but who in the world is going to guard Nikola Jokic. And then does that leave KCP to hit threes? Does that leave Michael Porter Jr. to do his damage at six foot ten? He's a dog. He's a dog. Now, now let's say the Celtics make a miraculous Boston miracle and they come back and win this and win game seven. Al Hor- Al Horford's gonna guard Joker? I think not. <laughs> uh, now yeah, good good luck with that. Boston does have a better shot with their wings, though, because now Tatum becomes a problem for Denver. Jalen Brown is an issue for anyone else because Tatum could probably guard Porter Jr. 
Marcus Smart would probably take Jamal Murray. And now you got Jalen on KCP. But still leaves the Joker. And he plays so much like a like a point center that he's so difficult to defend. I don't know how, how anyone beats him. I mean, if Miami gets in, I think Denver wins it in six, maybe five. If Boston gets in, I, I'm going to say the same. I think the Denver Nuggets will be hoisting the Larry O'Brien trophy this year. Man, I tell you what, can we just back up just for a minute? No. Let's just back let's just back up for a minute. Are we gonna act like the Lakers didn't just get swept? Are, are we gonna do we just magically forget that Mr. Goat himself got swept? Like that is absolutely ridiculous. You're supposed to be the greatest of all time and you can't go get one game? You can't go get one game? And this is the reason why I think, Mitch, you bring up a good point, why I think he's changing the narrative and he gives this cockamamie, I might retire story. And I didn't think about this until I heard another podcast mention this. So um, credit to them. I actually don't even know their name. I just listen to them sometimes on YouTube. But they made a good point. You know why the sweep means so much for LeBron's legacy? Jordan was only swept twice. Now LeBron has been swept three times. So that's Boom. just a, that's just another little nugget that if a LeBron fan was in an argument with the Jordan fan, they could say, not only was Jordan only swept twice, he was swept in his younger years, like year two and three. Right, Once, it wasn't, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't like it was year 18, 19, 20, right? Like where you are the man. And you've right. played so long, like you should be at least getting a game. Thank you. Know, you. I think you're on to something. I, it, okay. it, does, it, it does mean something. It, it okay, does okay. Mean something. Because like, okay, here's my thing. You know, all the, the LeBron lovers, you know, I can't remember what year it was. It was when, and maybe Christopher, Christopher would probably be able to tell me, or give me, narrow this down. What year did the, Lake, did the Lakers play the 76ers in the finals with, with AI? On the 76ers? Oh, that would have been probably 0102. 0-1-0-2, right? Okay. And the Lakers were arguably the they were the best team in the league that year. The 76ers had an Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson, in my opinion, this is just Mitchell's opinion. Got one game. What? He did. He got he got one game against Kobe and Shaq. And that man was five foot eleven. About all of a hundred and sixty pounds, and that bro went out and got a game. He's actually six foot one, but six foot one, but he looked five ten out there on the court. There he still go, got baby. he hey he still hey he still got one game. He, he got still one game, got baby. one game, and then he it was game one, game. and it was game one. Like he came out and put up like fifty, right, forty or fifty, something just stupid. Something so you tell you telling me LeBron couldn't get one game, and you're supposed to be the goat, man. Get that. Out of here, bro. I do not want to hear it. Okay, man. I, so I was, you can tell I'm, I'm passionate about that. But uh, yeah, um, I will say that I think in this situation, talking about the Celtics Heat series, I think both teams have got to be given some credit. You give Boston credit for coming back from a 3 0 deficit, which is 
never done. And especially to be completely honest, after game three, where it looked like Boston just gave up, I thought the series was absolutely over. Oh, I thought And so for them to come back and win three games, and especially game six, that was probably the most clutch put back in that type of situation I've ever seen in my life. And just for them to be able to do that, and him, and he barely got it off. I mean, he just got it off in enough time uh, before uh, the time ran out and the and the buzzer goes off. So I think that you have to give Boston a lot of credit for coming back from three zero. And then, like you said, you know, if, if Miami goes on to win the game, which it looks like they are, I'm just looking at it right now. There's just Almost under, a twenty point lead, yeah. Yeah, I think it, it's, done. it's a it's a it's a twenty point lead by the Heat, and there's less than four minutes. I think the Heat are definitely going to win. But like you said, for them to be up three zero and then lose three straight, for them mentally not to fold, and I think a lot of that has to do with with Jimmy Butler because he essentially said we are going to take care of business. You know, he he is the driver of that team. I think that just goes to the coaching and the player leadership on that team. Because for them to to accomplish this, and, and and let's not forget they were in this they were in this situation last year, not being up three zero, but they were in the Eastern Conference Finals last year with Boston, and they lost. And Jimmy Butler then said, "We are going to get back to this point, and we're going to take care of business." And that is exactly what they're doing right now. So kudos to both teams. Like I said, Denver Nuggets. We talked about that. They, I mean, like you said, I like I agree. I think especially I would have said that. Denver versus Boston or Miami would be, I think, a close series. But especially now with Denver having swept the Lakers and them just getting to rest, you know, I think that's going to be a big factor, With especially with the rest and with how young they are. I think that them and, them and Miami, I think that Denver probably wins that in six, maybe five. So. Yeah, I mean, I think Jimmy Jimmy playoff buckets probably wills a game or two out. You know, like we talked about superstars being superstars. Denver's too deep, has too good a home court advantage to squander anything like that. I just I, – I can't see it. And you're going to tell me that the Heat just got out of a seven-game series and, and you expect them to come into Denver and to win. I think they can take – Game one or two, because of that, I think Denver's going to have some rust, and I think Miami's going to come in and probably get one or game one or game two, and it will be one and one. But then I think Denver shocks and goes down and gets both games in Miami, and then I think they win game three in um, or game five, sorry, in Denver. Okay, and then then I think they go close it out in Miami in in game six. I tell you what, I will say I think that's pretty much where I'm at as well. But I will say this: if Denver, if Denver takes, if Denver somehow takes the first two, it's going to be it's over, over. And four. It's, it's over and four. It'll, it'll be, be over and four. If Denver gets the first two, yeah, it'll be over in four games. I think it'll be a sweep. And then you have, you know, Joker. I guarantee if Denver wins it, he he's not only gonna win a championship, but he's going to be the finals MVP finals MVP just and based off just, name. I mean, that's right for sure. Absolutely. He's going to get it default, right? Like he's just going to get it. Yeah. I mean, cause I'm pretty sure he probably averaged another triple double during the last series. He's probably going to do this, do, do the same thing in the Miami series. And so, yeah, 
Denver is just looking really good right now. And I tell you what, I'm super happy for the fans that are that are fans of the Denver Nuggets because they to and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think that they've ever won an NBA championship. Oh no, they never have. I think there's like six franchises that have never well, Denver's never even been. Yeah. This is their first finals appearance as an organization. So yeah, so man, I tell you what, if Denver wins, man, I'll be su- super happy for them fans. I'll also yeah. be, uh, I will also be happy as well. Um, not that I'm a Denver Nuggets fan, but you know, you know, Michael Porter Jr. He's a he's a Mizzou guy. He'll be getting his ring. So, uh, and I tell you what, man, I feel like they're just so dang good. But they're not only good; they're just deep, and they just have multiple guys on the team that can just kill you in the score box. And that's why they've been the best team in the West and arguably one of the best teams all year. Absolutely. Staying on basketball, our generation would probably be the only one to have this conversation, right, with Carmelo because we know him from Syracuse. Um, His braids were very iconic. Um, (laughs) he, He goes to, speaking of, Denver and was very good there and had some battles with Kobe Bryant. So our age group definitely uh, holds Carmelo to a different, I think, standard, a higher a higher regard than what I would consider the old heads to do, and, and especially because his style of game. He was a bucket getter, man. You know, he wasn't a, a defender. So bringing up Carmelo Anthony, specifically this, do you think Carmelo, in your opinion, is a Hall of Famer? Absolutely, 100% yes. Okay. Now, here's why I say this. Let me just let me just talk to you for a minute, Christopher. Let's look at Carmelo, okay? Let's see. The dude played 19 seasons. He was a 10-time NBA All-Star. He made the All-NBA six times. He won a scoring title. Over his career, he scored... Almost 29,000 points, which puts him top 10 ever. He was a member of the top 75 players of all time. Plain and simple, Carmelo Anthony is one of the best scorers the NBA has ever had. And because of that, and because of his all-stars and his NBA, all-NBA accolades, and this is kind of a dead giveaway, I mean... He's a member. He was a member of the top seventy-five players of all time. So with it, with as many guys that have come through the league, and you're considered top seventy-five, to me, it's a no-brainer. Carmel Anthony is a Hall of Famer. Now, I will say, the reason, in in my opinion, why he is a Hall of Famer is because he was one of the best scorers the NBA has ever seen. You know, I, I when I think of Carmel Anthony, I was thinking about this today while I was uh, uh, grilling. And, you know, when I thought of Carmelo Anthony, ironically, I thought of John Stockton, okay? And you're thinking, why would you think of John Stockton when you think of Carmelo Anthony? Because Carmelo Anthony was an elite scorer. That was his strong suit, okay? John Stockton, arguably one of the best assist man in the NBA. Well, statistically, statistically, he is the best. Exactly. So you have two players that weren't the greatest all-around players, but they were very elite. They were very elite at what they did best. And that's why John Stockton is a Hall of Famer. And that's why, in my opinion, Carmelo Anthony is going to be a Hall of Famer. Hey, 
I'm going to change the structure of this question a little bit. Is he a Hall of Famer? Yes. To everything that you have mentioned, he will go down as a Hall of Famer. He has medals that he won in the Olympics. He has the scoring prowess. He's very well known. People know his name. He played for New York. He had a success regular season, and he put up stats. But this is where the NBA is different from any other sport. The NBA does really not care about your postseason success when it comes to the Hall of Fame. The NFL worries more about what you've done in the postseason than what your stats are, and the NBA is the exact opposite. If you were a bucket getter and you had good stats, you averaged 25 and 10 or 25 and 9 or 24, 7 and 5, you're probably going to go into the Hall of Fame. Yao Ming's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. People forget about that. Yao Ming is in the Hall of Fame. The NBA does not care about your postseason success when it comes to Hall of Famer. Now, let me throw this curveball at everybody because there's people probably going, that's crazy. No, no, they don't because we sit here and talk about LeBron not winning enough. That's a different conversation. The NBA is such a social game and such a barbershop talk type of sport that you have more credibility when people talk about you than you do from Hall of Fame voters. The NBA is such a social game that to be put in the greatest of all time, Carmelo will never be put in that because he doesn't have the postseason success. So Hall of Famer, yes. Absolutely. Is he even in the GOAT conversation? Hell no. Oh, hell no. Absolutely not. Even, not. not even close. And that's that's the difference that I don't think we see with the NBA. The NBA is a very cool league. The shoes, the player, the personality. Did they get buckets? Did they look like poetry when they were doing it? Look at the NFL. The greatest player of all time in many circles is Tom Brady. That guy has zero swag. I'm saying zero. <laughs> zero, but no one cares. He's won seven championships. He has great moment after great moment after great moment in the biggest stages. He is not the Michael Jordan, right? Now, Patrick Mahomes is a little different. He's starting to win a lot, and he's got flair. He's got the hair. He's got the headband. He plays the quarterback position. He throws things with his left hand. He throws passes, sidearm, overarm. He's adding the flair to the NFL that no one's ever seen from that position. But I digress. We can't talk about football all the time. The NBA is a, <laughs> is a social game. So Hall of Famer, yes. Is he in the GOAT debate? No. And in my opinion, the GOAT debate in social constructs is actually what carries more weight amongst basketball fans than any type of Hall of Fame vote. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like you said, you know, is Carmelo unquestionably a Hall of Famer? Absolutely. But will he ever be considered GOAT argument? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. This has been – this is what I am most have been most excited to talk about in this episode of That One Sports Podcast. And this is something that probably – I'd say probably 99% of men have done. So 
the last topic tonight on that one sports podcast, Christopher. What is the most lied about athletic feat amongst men? Bro, this is one that uh, <laughs> this is one that I think will be fun for the viewers too, and and one for the listeners because we as former athletes does not matter whether you played in the NFL, doesn't matter if you played in the NBA or the highest level, played at college, played in high school. As we get older, the memory of our athletic ability starts to get fabricated a little bit, right? <laughs> we start to think we were a little <laughs> bit better than we were. And because of social media, now everybody runs a 4-4 and everyone does this. So you kind of try to get in on the mix. Something that I try to have, something I try to do in my day-to-day life, and I always try to be honest, is to be real with people when they ask me about what my athletic ability was. Whether or not you had the ability, you are your results. I didn't play Absolutely. Any, I didn't play any college sport. Um and that's the truth. Didn't didn't play any college sport, love football, love basketball, love baseball. Um, was an athlete, but didn't get to play at those higher levels. When I was thinking about this today, there was <laughs> there there was three of them that really came into my mind. Because a lot of people don't like to lie about their stats, right? Because it's it's too right. easy. It's too easy to look up. Like Mitch, you couldn't come and tell me that you scored thirty points in high school, averaged thirty points a game in basketball. Because I'd be like, "No, you didn't. I played right. with you." Or <laughs> if I came to you and said, "Hey, man, you know, my senior year in football, I was all American," and you were like, "No, you weren't. You, Bro, no, you, you weren't. You you may have ordered all American from Denny's, but you were not an all American <laughs> football player." Right. (laughs) Right. But there are three things that as you get older, no one can really question. Right. So I think this is why these three things are lied about a lot. The first one is your 40 time. Oh, I got I got that one. too, (laughs) Bro, everyone. (laughs) Do you know how rare it is to run a sub four or five? Like, do you really know how absolutely rare it is to to run below a four or five? It's if you, 1%, dude. It's the 1%ers. No, and, and even then, go watch the NFL Combine next year. And yes, the wide receivers are going to run, but you know not every wide receiver is even in the 4.5s. Anquan, exactly. Bolden, Anquan Bolden was a 4.7. Right. Uh, Amari Cooper was a 4.7. And Amari Cooper does work on the field, bro. That oh, absolutely. Boy, that boy's feet is look like he's doing the salsa merengue. That boy <laughs> can move. Oh, and yeah. he ran a 4-7. Oh, yeah. And he's in the NFL, an all-pro wide receiver. Yep. So if you're telling me from Buckingham Town, Sweetville, that you were running a 4-4 or a 4-3, you would have been a sought-after athlete. I don't care what size you were. If you yep. were 5-9 running a 4-3, a college would have given you a shot. Even oh, 100%. If it wasn't, even if it wasn't in football, bro. If right. it was just track. Do you know oh, how yeah. fast? A four three is. That's that's insane, bro. Bro, you are scooting. That means you probably are running a 10 second 100 meter. Which Easily. is world class. Which is world class. Which Olympic is Olympic level. Which it well, no, a little lower than I mean that's a little, a little higher but, than Yeah, but, but but you're definitely winning state in high school and probably getting a college scholarship to go run. Oh, right? for sure. Yeah. But it's funny when you go ask a hundred men what their 40 time was. It's real funny that 90 of them say they were sub four or five. And you're like, Hmm, no, you weren't. No, 
<laughs> I no, know you, you might have thought you were, but man, I remember um, when, because uh, I think it was my senior year. I remember we had, uh, I think that was the first year they uh, got the, the, the laser 40s. For high schools, they did. For, yeah. for high schools, they did. So we were all like, oh, okay, listen. Like, we were like, yeah, I'm about to run about this, you know, four six four seven. All of a sudden, all, <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then all five, of a sudden you hear. 5'2". <laughs> exactly. 5'2", five, 5'1". Five, I tell you what, if someone got in the force at all, we were like, woohoo! So our I mean, senior, So our senior year, we had five people at the training that ran under five flat Mariko Harris shout out to old Debo reek the freak. Oh yes, sir. Reek the freak. He, he ran a legitimate, we, we saw it. He ran a legitimate four, seven, one. Oh, he was on the lane. The next fastest person was Ryan Cordova. Okay. Um, And he ran, I think in the four nines or something like that. Four, eight. No, I, I think he was four, eight. And then um, myself, Greg, and Wes all barely cracked five flat. We were like four nine six. I think right. Wes was faster than both of us, and I think Greg might have even been faster than me too. But we were like four nine six. So here we are as a whole football team, thinking everybody's fast like that, and you're not. These dudes are running four fours with lasers, dude, on, on the combine. You have guys running four three ones with laser. This isn't your coach that has a pot belly that's like, hey, hell, go ahead, run it real quick. And stops <laughs> and they're like, oh boy, you've really been working hard this summer. You ran about a four four. That's why all these older heads keep thinking they ran a four four, is because it was their coach only standing at 31 yards when he walked it off in his old coaching shoes. Right. <laughs> it's like, here. This is hey, about forty yards. <laughs> hey, and 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 you know them coach shoes were were those uh were those Nike Monarchs, bro. Oh boy, you know it, you know it. And for some reason, that was like during when football coaches wore baseball pants. It's like, I mean, were you gonna? Oh, go, yeah. Were, were you gonna go yeah. take BP after practice? I mean, what are you doing? Right. <laughs> so right. forty time for me. Okay. I think dunking is the next one. That that was number one on my list. That was the first one. I do not lie to people, and you can vouch for this because you've seen me dunk. Oh, absolutely, yes. I literally could dunk for only a four-year period. I know that sounds right. funny, but I could only <laughs> I could literally only dunk the ball from 18 years old to 22. When I got to about 23, 24, it was like weak dunks. It was like just going off my left foot, just kind of barely putting it in. Right. Uh, and I was never a showcase dunker. When I say I could dunk, it was two hands, two feet, one foot, one hand. There was no windmills. Yeah, there was no cocking it back. There was no. I wasn't was, Robert. I wasn't right. Robert. Robert right. could dunk. Yeah. Robert could throw down nasty, right? Oh, you, get, you think he can still grab rim? Robert, I don't know, man. He looked like he's uh, getting a little little tire around the waist. Maybe, though. Because... <laughs> I hope I, I hope he's listening because Robert could <laughs> jump, dude. That that dude, yeah. he had a nickname in high school yeah. called Springs. Yeah, he, he could jump. He, he could jump. Me, I tell people I was never a rim shaker ever. Right. But if you ask me, right. could I dunk? Yes. Now it's funny how it changes, though. You meet a lot of guys that are like, "Oh yeah, dude, in high school I was two hands, two feet windmill." I'm like, "Dude, you're five eight. 
There's no, <laughs> there's no way. And you're like a 1980s 5'8", which wasn't right. good. Like nowadays, yeah, there's these TikTok dudes that are 5'9", and white Dude. that are slamming it. And you're like, yeah. What workouts are you doing in the freaking gym? But or what? What are you eating, bro? You graduated in 1984, and you're telling me at five foot eight and a half, you were windmilling, right. yeah, on a Fisher Price goal. <laughs> right. I, I tell you what, me, I, I was me. I always told people, and people might not like this, but I really don't care. So, uh, for the viewers who don't know uh, my ethnicity, uh, my father is African American, and, and my mom was white, and so I was never able to dunk ever right and so when people at what they would kind of ask me sometimes that the people who knew i was black miss like bro like why can't you jump I, I and i would tell them that see what happens is, is when i go to jump the the black is in me i start to take off but then the white it just pulls me right back down and i can't just i can't get up like that right like but back I, here boy right exactly but i tell you what though i'll tell you tell you uh something real quick uh i'll never forget Zane was like, and this is probably one of the only times in my life I've been really jealous of my son. He was like, he was 15, maybe 16. Was it his freshman or sophomore? It was his freshman or sophomore year in high school, right? And he like, because we have a, we have a basketball going like in ground basketball going the driveway. And like, and he was shooting hoops outside. And then I happened to walk out there and actually got it on my phone. I videoed it. He's like, hey, dad, watch this. And I thought that he was just like going to shoot a three. And all of a sudden, he just two or three bounces and just, ha, ah, just takes it out on the rim. And I was like, this dude just did something I've dreamed of my whole entire life. And this dude's like 15 or 16. And I was like, man, this, 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 this life is not fair. This life is not fair. No. And then, and then it's funny when people will be like, it's sad. You got to ask them what they dunked sometimes when they're like, Oh, I can dunk. You're like an actual basketball. Oh no. A tennis ball. That ain't Duncan then. Dun- dude. I'm, right. Right. I'm talking, bro. That's like someone saying, Oh yeah, I can, I can catch a football with one hand. Uh, yeah. A, you know, a little tiny tight ball. No, I'm, I, I'm saying, can you Odell an NFL size ball? Not right, not a right. little. Same thing. Can you dunk a 29.5 men's basketball? Right. Yes or no. And and I will tell you, the only reason why I could dunk was not because I had nasty vert, is because I could palm a basketball. You know, I was just about. That makes a world of difference. It makes a world because I didn't have to get as high. I didn't have to exactly. Cover. So because, I had strong yep. hands. So I could palm a ball off the dribble, which was another thing that helped because when I was dribbling to go get my speed, I could palm the ball to go up and, and dunk it. Yeah. Yeah. See, see, Zane, he has massive hands and yeah. he has no problem. Because like you said, like if you can palm it, you don't have to jump as high because essentially if you can't palm it, you have to cup it and you have to get up high enough to where you can get the ball over the rim completely and then just put, and then just Bro, slam it's, it on the rim. It, it's probably a good four inch difference. Like oh, I if, bet. If you can't palm the ball, your vertical probably needs to improve by four or five inches because they used to say to properly dunk it, you have to get in the middle of your forearm. That's, that's if you're cupping, if you can palm it, you only right. have to get to the bottom of your hand. And then you can just, ha. Yeah. And, you can just, and that's why your dunks aren't like rim rattlers, you know, like right. boom, take down the gym and mine never were right yeah yeah i see i I was never one of the lucky ones you know that's something maybe uh you know maybe maybe one day when i leave this life and i'm having maybe at that point maybe 
maybe the the Lord will give me just one. <laughs> no, and listen, the reason why I bring up Duncan, I'm I'm gonna say something funny for all the listeners here. Because I was such a limited dunker, I was proud that I could dunk. So when other people were like, Oh, I could dunk, it was almost like I wanted to be like, No, you can't. What what you dunking? Like it, right. it was almost like if I looked at you and you didn't look like you could dunk, it was dunk, one of those yeah. things like, bro, I'm barely dunking and I'm right. getting up there and like, not that I'm huge, you know, but I'm six one, you know, around right. that height. And I'm like, dude, if you're five foot nine telling me you're dunking, like maybe, but I want to see it. I, w- I would be like, do you have video proof? Do you have now, video evidence? <laughs> if anyone's six foot five and over and you can't dunk, I am a firm believer that God hated you. Oh, that's not right. Bro, that's I'm not just right. If you're that tall and you cannot put the ball in the rim dunking it, like, dude, bro, where did your athleticism go? Like, six foot five and you can't yoke it? Boom! Like, six five? Right. Dude, bro. That's rough. That's rough. All it's right, so my, fun. Last, my last one, Mitch. Let's see okay. if you, you agree here. Okay. I actually wrote down anything in the weight room. <laughs> <laughs> I just put oh, anything in the weight room. It, oh, you want to know what? I, I actually did not have that, okay? I, so, we're going to go back to that in just a second, but I'll tell you, because I had more than three that I wrote down. Okay. So, we covered the dunking. Um, I also put how fast they were, which the 40, that's the same thing. Yeah. I also put uh, how many years they lettered in high school. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had that one. That's um, one. I, I also have what they actually played in high school. Like some people like, yeah, I was a starting quarterback or oh, I was a starting <laughs> receiver or something like that when they yeah, were yeah. like on the bench and like never played. And then I also had down like how how hard they could throw, especially like baseball players. Oh, like guys who Guys yeah. who play baseball, because you because that's one thing. Like you said, you can't go back and check. Yeah, oh yeah, back when I played high school, you know, I was throwing, you know, I was throwing, you know, low nineties. Really, bro? If you were throwing low nineties, you would have been possibly getting drafted. You probably would have went to a Division One college, bro. So, and yeah. the funny thing is, the kids that reach ninety, what they do is they go in these gyms and they like pro hop forty times. And then they chuck it as hard as they can to a net. And then they're like, ooh, I got 91. And it's like, okay, you did throw 91, but these guys are throwing 93 off of a mound. Mound, right. Like this isn't where they get to like rear up and and be inaccurate. They got to throw 92 and add a little glove. And it's like, yeah, dude, that's a good one. I didn't think about that one. That's a good one. So then I – so I had how hard they could throw, and then um, and then I also how far they could throw, because like oh, some like guys, a football, like a football, exactly, yeah. exactly, yeah. Because come on, bro. Oh yeah, I used to be able to chuck it like six yards. It's like, on, have bro. you have you seen a high come school on, football bro. game? Oh yeah, no, no, yeah, it's not happening. The only guys that are chucking the six yards are the guys that are going to Ohio State, Alabama, Texas. Those are dudes who are chucking it that far. Oh, absolutely. Like, and you have to be big and strong. Like uh, even the guys that I know that had a decent whip to their arm, like in school, um, when they throw a football, it's like, yeah, I mean, I, I could technically out throw my high school quarterback, but 
I wasn't accurate. So who cares how far right. you throw? It's like, <laughs> right. when, you when are you ever going to throw 55 yards, 50 yards in a game? Like, who, right. who cares? That's like the 40 time to me. It's like, yeah, right. you're really fast, but when do you run 40 yards in a straight line ever? Oh, yeah, for sure. So hold on. So uh, let's go back to what you said, the weight room. Oh, bro. It's bro. the best. It's the, the people, grown men still lie about it today <laughs> i tell you what the only i i have never me personally i can say i've never lied when it comes to the weight room i think real honestly like i can't think off the top of my head of a lot of things i've lied about simply the simply because a lot of the people that i still keep in contact with like i i went to high school with like and so like i like i i can't like i can't be hey yo chris uh, you were in high school in uh <laughs> I, when I ran that four five, bro, you know, and you look at me like, child, please, what are you talking about four five? Yeah. But um, but I I will say my probably proudest uh weight weight room accomplishment is for because going into school up until my senior year, it was just record like they had all, like all the records and everything. But for whatever reason, my senior year instead of just having records, they divided it. Um, they divided people up into weight classes. So if you weighed a certain amount of weight, then for the record, you you were hand cleaning this weight, right? So yeah, my yeah, senior, yeah. so so my senior year football season, I was like two, gosh, probably like two ten, two fifteen, bro. Basketball, dude, come middle of basketball season, I was like a buck eighty, a buck eighty five. Just because we we ran so much, so my senior year I dropped in weight class, and then I remember because I dropped that weight class, I got to lift lighter weight. So it wasn't it wasn't your max; it was on reps. And uh, I don't know how long it stood, but I like the, I don't remember the weight of the hang clean, but I I just remember breaking that record. But the, that's the only. And I'm sure probably Chad Kilgore probably broke that record like the next day. But you know, at least I had it for a day. Yeah, you know, I I was not very strong in high school. I actually got a lot stronger outside of high school. My my PRs have all happened at 25, 26, 27. I'm right. 35 yeah. years old now, and I the only thing I lift now is basically my smoked ribs out of my smoker to my tray. <laughs> uh, but I still hear to this day, like, no one's going to check your weight, right? And really, if right. you want to lie about it, lie about it. I mean, who cares? Like, if... Oh, yeah. I'm not going to go check it. I could care less if you tell me you lifted 400 pounds, benched it. Okay, cool. Right. I mean, you don't look right. like you can, but maybe I don't know something. And nowadays, you don't know what people are on. They could be oh, on yeah. TRT. They could be on all these different supplements that make them strong. And you're like, I don't yeah. I don't know. Right. And I don't know. But and I guarantee you, every male has lied about their bench press at least once. In their oh, life. for sure. And sometimes I, it's not because you do it purposefully. Like a good example, there was this one guy that I worked out with and um, we got friends in the gym, didn't go to school together or anything, just always saw each other at, at the gym. I was about 25 years old and I was working at Planet Fitness and he was wondering why I kept throwing extra weight on. And he's like, oh man, that's like, you're, I've never seen you lift that much. I was like, oh, well, you got to be careful though. This is a Smith machine and a Smith machine isn't a 45 pound bar. It's only a 15 pound bar. So 30 ah. pounds is taken off of your lift. So if you put two plates on each side and you think you're lifting 225, 
you're only lifting like 195. Right. And he looked at me like I told him that Jesus <laughs> didn't exist. <laughs> Bro, he folded his arms and he's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, you don't read the little label there? It's like, these Smith machines, this isn't a 45-pound bar. He's like, yes, it is. It looks just like a regular bar. I'm like, no, it's aided. Like, it's on a it's on a track. That That's not right. the same. I said, look, it says right there. It says this bar is 15 pounds. It says it right there on the label. <laughs> Bro, he was like, he picks up his towel. He looks at me and he's like, I'm going to go ask. And I'm like, do you not know how to read? Like, why would you need to go ask anybody? You can read that it's 15 pounds. So for me to get to 225, I was putting on more weight. And he right. was saying, oh, well, you're lifting more than 225. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm lifting 225. And, and even then, even though it's only 15 pounds, it's probably even less than that because it's so aided right. that I don't have to use any of my shoulder muscles to get it up because right. it, it's on that track. Because right, exactly, if, yeah. if you go from a Smith machine and go lift a regular old Olympic bar, bro, your stuff's going to be shaking. You know, yeah. when, you know, when you got that shake going down and, yeah. and, and everyone wants to walk over and try to help you because you look like you're struggling. Right. <laughs> you're like, no, no, no. I got it. I got it. And then you hit your chest and you're like, oh, no, I don't got it. I don't got it. <laughs> oh, oh, I, go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Go ahead, man. I'm, I'm uh, just so, so, bro, like, have you ever been in that situation? I mean, I haven't, but I, have you ever been in that situation in the gym where, like, you think you got it and then you don't? And then you don't. And then all of a sudden, someone's got to come over real quick and you be like, hey, you need some help, bro? Oh, bro, let me tell you something. So I actually was getting pretty strong and I was feeling myself. I felt okay. good, bro. Right. So I went over, I kid you not, the scream that I let out was, I don't know if it was female-ish <laughs> or male. So I go over and I'm feeling good. And I go grab a hundred pound dumbbells, two of them. Cause I'm going to fly a uh, flat bench. I'm going right. to flat bench dumbbell bench press. Right. So I'm like, I can do 225 easy. <laughs> I'm going to put this on. I don't know if my shoulder was off that day or <laughs> what. Bro, I hit the first three reps and I was feeling good. I'm like, yes. And I'm like going down for the fourth and my shoulder locks <laughs> and that thing comes back down on my arm and my scream was like, <laughs> and someone was like, are you okay? They come over and they grab me and they're, dude, it was the most embarrassing <laughs> But the scream that I let out, I will never forget that. I'll I'll never forget oh, that. Man, that's hilarious. You know Kevin that Hart is his a thing. Yeah. Help help yeah. me. Like that's what I felt like. <laughs> help me. <laughs> oh, that is hilarious. You I'm got any more think. light about feats? Yeah, so I also had so we so we talked about how many years that they let her, but then also like you have some of those guys who went to like real small schools. And so like, they were like all state and yeah. like all that, but like they won't tell you is because they went to a one, a school and they put eight man football. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, Oh, okay. Well, cool. I mean, you, yeah. you still, you still accomplished it, but it's like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, cool. But, Wait. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think, I think it's just one of those type of things where sometimes, well, not sometimes, but, as men, you know, your ego and pride just gets in the way. And so, you know, some some guys feel like well, they got to say what they got to say, bro. And and we all do it. I mean, look at now. Oh, with for our, sure. I mean, look at now with our kids. That There's sometimes I catch myself doing it. Someone will come up and be like, 
oh, your son plays baseball. And I feel like, and I don't know why I do this. I actually feel like a douche when I do it. But I, I feel like I have to go, oh, no, he plays AAA baseball. And then I catch myself. I'm like, <laughs> why did I even say that? Like, who cares? Bro, what do you bro. No, no, no. I, do. <laughs> I, used to, I used to do the exact same thing with Zane, dude. So, like, it was just out of habit because it's like, it's like, like one of those oh, things. No. Is, it's like, oh, yeah, he plays baseball, but he plays AAA major baseball. It's just like it's like you're yeah. just like yeah he plays baseball but he might not be playing at the same level as your kid bro yeah and and, <laughs> and you know what that parent probably walks away and is like what a prick you know right. but but dude when you say that about guys it's it's not only just athletic feats I mean how many times have you heard a guy his first couple of times getting getting busy and he'll be like oh man we went for forty five minutes it's like yeah right <laughs> bro more like probably forty five seconds yeah bro like okay okay cool I mean oh if, yeah because if that's your story that's your story bro I'll you know let, and I'll let you keep it if high school if high school locker room walls could talk oh the stories they would tell bro again because no one thinks that they can. There's certain things that they just can't verify, right? Like, so you right. know, you know, it's easy to lie about. No, no guy's gonna go ask a girl in high school who he supposedly hooked up with. Right. Hey, uh, Terrence said that your guys' session went for 30 minutes, but uh, <laughs> I just want to oh. ask, I, dude. Like, I mean, how much is that gonna be? And that's the same thing that happens athletically, bro. Is yeah. they we wanna we wanna fib about the things that are hard to go verify, right? Like, right. like you talked about Duncan people's vertical is always jacked up. Well, how high was your first? Oh, I had like a 40 inch vertical. Dude, no, you no, didn't. You didn't. Dude, you there are NBA players. Oh yeah. Not even NBA. There are players in the NBA that can dunk that. They don't even have a 40 inch vertical. Yeah. yeah. And, and, but, and yeah. And just cause you could dunk doesn't mean that you had a, that you had a great vertical. If you're tall, your vertical is not going to be very good. Because right. how you measure your vertical, it's your highest reach, and then you jump, right? It's like now someone's smaller, like five nine, five ten. If you've got good jumping ability, your vertical is probably going to be in the low thirties, mid thirty. Yeah, probably pretty yeah. good. Yeah, um, I tell you what, that also makes me think of a of a story about Demar Derozan. He was on the podcast recently. For those who don't know, Demar Derozan is an NBA player, played in the league for a good amount of time now, got some crazy hops. And he said that you know he was in sixth grade and and these eight, these eighth graders essentially wouldn't like leave him alone. So like they got into uh they got into a argument and it was during gym class and he was in sixth grade and he dunked on the, these eighth graders and he was in sixth grade, bro. Sixth grade. Sixth bro. grade. He said they were like, "You dunked on these eighth graders in sixth grade." He said, "Yeah, I was in sixth grade." And then my head, I was like, "Yeah, that's when it, that's when everybody knew that man was different." Yeah, dude. So I'm just saying, a 12 year old Duncan is just crazy. That's I, just I, crazy. I, I mean, couldn't even fathom that, bro. I couldn't even fathom that. I mean, even if you're tall, I I just couldn't fathom exactly. that. Exactly. Old, like, good gosh. Yeah, it's crazy. Man, I tell you what, man. I think all of us at a point in our life. I tell you what, if any man says that he has never lied about any type of athletic feat. I call him a liar to his face, bro. Oh, I I would tell him at least you've told a white lie, and 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 it may not be a complete just horrific type of lie, you know, one of those that are just like so far fetched. But I guarantee you, 
If you had a 31 inch vertical, you told someone you had a 32. If, <laughs> oh yeah. You know oh, what I yeah. mean? Like, if, oh yeah. If, if your 40 time was four nine, I guarantee it went a little something like this. Oh man. I was probably like, you know, in like the low four eights, something like that. Yeah. I think low <laughs> four, bro. That's a whole second difference. All right. And then that, that makes a whole lot of difference. Exactly. A, t- a tenth of a second in the 40 makes a whole world of difference. There's a big difference between, you know, 4.8 and 4.7 or 4.7 and 4.6. So, Oh, bro, a lot, dude. Dude, a lot. I mean, we ran that 40 probably three times, and I only got under five flat once. Like yeah, that was know. my best run. And, yeah. and it's it's just crazy how fast those people really are. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And, and same, I like I said – that they brought those in my senior. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I ran like a like a like a like a five three, yeah. and like it, it was to me that I think that was my legit first reality check that oh yeah you're yeah you, you're not as good as what you think you are, bro. <laughs> Just like last week, bro. There are levels to this thing, man. Oh, levels to this thing. All right, man. All right, Christopher. You know we can't forget the shout outs. Uh, who would you like to shout out? In this episode of that one sports podcast, oh, that's a good oh, hold one. On. Hold on, hold on, real quick. Uh, so you said Marcus and Charlie just had birthdays. Uh, is there? Did, did they get anything special for their birthdays? Or no, man, just a regular old regular, right? Just a okay, good good parties, and that's really who I'm shouting out this time. Is just their friends. We had a party this weekend, and friends and family. Anytime you have. Uh, a birthday party and you have an opportunity or an excuse if you want to call it to get together with some people you haven't seen in a while um in these hard times that we have in life sometimes it's a really a good break just to go see people you haven't seen in a while and have oh, an absolutely. excuse to celebrate so shout out to all the people that came to marcus and charlie's party uh, really really cool awesome awesome i'm going to shout out the Excelsior Springs baseball team. They are in the final four in class 4A in the state of Missouri. Uh, they will play this coming Wednesday, which is the day before this podcast will air. So hopefully the day that this podcast air, they will be playing for the state championship. So good luck to the Excelsior Springs high school boys varsity team that is going to try to win a state title, which if they make it to the championship game, they will have done something that no team in the Excelsior Springs history has done. So good luck to them and hope they go win a state title. Absolutely. All right, guys, don't forget that one sports podcast. We drop episodes every Thursday, every week. That content will be there for you. And guys, remember... Please, please, please be kind because everyone you meet is fighting a battle that you have absolutely no idea about. Until next week, peace.